ان الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونعوذ بالله من شرور انفسنا ومن سيئات اعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلل فلا هادي له اشهد ان لا اله الا الله وحده لا شريك له واشهد ان محمدا عبده ورسوله صلوات الله والسلام عليه اما بعد يا ايها الذين امنوا اتقوا الله حق تقاته ولا تموتن الا وانتم مسلمون يا ايها الناس اتقوا ربكم الذي خلقكم من نفس واحده وخلق منها زوجها وبث منهما رجالا كثيرا ونساء وَاتَّقُوا اللَّهَ الَّذِي تَسَاءَلُونَ بِهِ وَالْأَرْحَامَ إِنَّ اللَّهَ كَانَ عَلَيْكُمْ رَقِيبًا يَا أَيُّهَا الَّذِينَ آمَنُوا اتَّقُوا اللَّهَ وَقُولُوا قَوْلًا سَدِيدًا يُصْلِحْ لَكُمْ أَعْمَالَكُمْ وَيَغْفِرْ لَكُمْ ذُنُوبَكُمْ وَمَن يُطِعِ اللَّهَ وَرَسُولَهُ فَقَدْ فَازَ فَوْزًا عَظِيمًا أَمَّا بَعْدُ فَإِنَّ أَصْدَقَ الْحَدِيثِ كِتَابُ اللَّهِ وأحسن هدي هدي محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم وشر الأمور محدثاتها وكل محدثة بدعة وكل بدعة ضلالة وكل ضلالة في النار ثم أما بعد الحمد لله على نعمة الإسلام والسنة All praise and thanks belong to Allah for guiding us to Islam and for guiding us to the sunnah we continue going over the tremendous book by the great imam imam bin baz rahimahullahu ta'ala the book which is entitled durusul muhimma li'amat al-ummah the book which is entitled important important lessons for the general masses of the ummah the general masses of the muslim nation important lessons for every muslim na'am we have reached the chapter which is dealing with the wajibat of the salah those obligatory affairs of the prayer now it is incumbent that the likes of these affairs that we pay very close attention to them and that we are very diligent as relates to learning them because those affairs that are connected to the prayer every muslim they have to know about them they have to know how we are to pray in accordance to the sunnah of the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam because the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam he said sallu kama ra'aytumuni usalli pray as you see me praying and all of these aspects of the prayer every aspect of the prayer was taught to us by the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam from those aspects of the prayer there are certain actions statements inside of the prayer that they are wajib they are obligatory we have to do them and if we miss them unintentionally if we miss them by mistake due to error then we have to make the two prostrations of forgetfulness 
So it is important that we know what are these affairs that if missed will require that we prostrate the two prostrations of forgetfulness. Now, Imam bin Baz, rahimahullahu ta'ala, he says, Ad-Dars al-Thamin, the eighth lesson, Wajibatul Salat, the obligatory aspects of the prayer, or those things that are required and obligatory that we do inside of the prayer. Imam bin Baz, rahimahullahu ta'ala, he says, Wajibatul Salat, the obligatory Affairs of the prayer, thamaniya, and they are eight in number. They are eight in number. So there are eight things inside of the prayer that are from the obligatory aspects of the prayer that are from those obligatory things that if they are missed, then we have to prostrate the prostration of the two prostrations of forgetfulness at the end of the prayer. Naam. The Shaykh he mentions the first he says Jami'ul takbirat ghayru takbirat al-ihram. All of the takbirat, the takbirat is when we say Allahu Akbar. When we say Allahu Akbar inside of the prayer. All of the takbirat, all of the times in the prayer that we say Allahu Akbar, then they are from the obligatory aspects and affair of the prayer, except for the opening takbir. The opening takbir, when we first enter the prayer, and we say Allahu Akbar, raising our hands, where our fingertips are parallel to our shoulders, or to the lobes of our ears, either here or here, that initial takbir is from the pillars of the prayer. That is from the pillars of the prayer. Naam, as we have taken in previous classes. Naam. However, every other takbir in the prayer every other time in the prayer that we say Allahu Akbar, then they are from the wajibat. They are from the obligatory aspects and affairs of the prayer. So this is the first. Naam. All of the takbirat except for what? The opening takbir. Except for the opening Allahu Akbar. Then they are from the wajibat. Naam. Walqawl. And the statement, Allahu liman hamida. Naam. For the Imam, Lil Imam, Wal Munfarid. For the Imam and for the one who was praying by themselves. Naam. For the Imam and the one who was praying by themselves. So the statement, Allahu liman hamida. When we are rising from Rukur, when we are rising from the bowing position, going back to the standing position, the statement, that Allah answers the dua of those who praise Him, 
Allah answers the supplications of those who praise Him, that Allah hears and answers, thus the supplications of those who praise Him. This is from the obligatory aspects of the prayer that the Imam must say it and the one who was praying by themselves must say it. Naam. Wal Rabbana Walakalhamd. And the statement, Rabbana Walakalhamd. O our Lord, and for you is the praise that one will say after they come up fully standing, after coming from the bowing position from Rukur, and they come up. And as, coming, as they are coming up, they say, And then once they are fully standing, then they will say, The statement, This dua, this supplication, then this is from the wajibat of the prayer. This is from the wajibat of the prayer. Now, For everyone. So whether you are the Imam or whether you are praying by yourself, you have to say this statement. Whether you are the Imam or you are praying behind the Imam, you are to say this statement. This is for everyone. Rabbana The Shaykh says, Everyone, for everyone. Naam. Walqawl and the statement, Subhana Rabbi Al-Azim. The statement, Subhana Rabbi Al-Azim. Firrukur. When we are in, when we are in the bowing position. Naam. When we are in the bowing position. It is legislated for us to say, Subhana Rabbi Al-Azim. That glory to my Lord, the most great. There's a rough translation of this. Naam. Glory to my Lord, the most great. When we are in the bowing position, the statement, Subhana Rabbi Al-Azim, then this is from the obligatory aspects of the prayer. So the statement, Subhana Rabbi Al-Azim, then this is from the obligatory aspects of prayer. The prayer. Naam. Waqawl. And the statement. Subhana Rabbi al-A'la. Fis-sujood. The statement. Subhana Rabbi al-A'la. All praise. And glory. Be to my Lord. The Most High. That statement that we say. When we are in. The position of prostration. So when we prostrate and we're in the position, the prostrating position, which is called sujood. When we are in sujood, then we are to supplicate with the supplication. Subhana Rabbi Al-A'la. Glory be to my Lord, the Most High. Naam. So every time we prostrate, then we are to say, Subhana Rabbi Al-A'la. Glory be to my Lord the Most High. And this is from the wajibat. This is from the obligatory aspects of the prayer. Walqawl. And the statement. Rabbil firli 
Bain Sajdatain. And the statement, O oh my Lord, forgive me between the two prostrations. So when we are sitting between the two prostrations, we are to say, Saying this, then this is from the wajibat. This is from the obligatory aspects of the prayer. That supplication between the two prostrations when we are sitting, oh, which translated means, Oh my Lord, forgive me. Oh my Lord, forgive me. وَالتَّشَهُدْ الْأَوَّلِ And the first tashahud, the first tashahud, in a prayer where you have two tashahud, the first of them is from the wajibat of the salah. The first of them is from those obligatory aspects of the prayer. وَالْجُلُوسِ lahu, And sitting for this tashahud then this is from the wajibat of the prayer. Then this is from the obligatory aspects of the prayer. So these, in summary, then they are the eight obligatory aspects and affairs of the prayer. Qala, Fadilatul Shaykh, Sheikh Abdul Razak, من شيخ عبد المحسن العباد البدر حفظهم الله تعالى he mentions he says وواجبات الصلاة هي أفعال وأقوال تجب في الصلاة he said then the واجبات the obligatory aspects and affairs and matters of the prayer then they are actions and that and they are statements that are required during the prayer but they are less than the pillars of the prayer. They're not pillars of the prayer, but they're obligatory aspects of the prayer. But they require for the one who forgets them, for, yani, for the one who forgets them, then it is required that they make the two prostrations of forgetfulness at the end of their prayer. At the end of their prayer, then now they have to make the two prostrations of forgetfulness. Naam? And the fact that one who forgets them is required to make the two prostrations of forgetfulness at the end of the prayer, then this is an indication that they are from the wajibat of the prayer. Right? Because the wajibat of the prayer, if you forget them mistakenly, if you forget them due to a mistake, right? You don't have to go back and do them. But the two prostrations at the end of the prayer will suffice. And make up for them. And this is how we know that they are from the wajibat and not from the arkan. Because the pillars of the prayer, they cannot be made up by way of the two prostrations of forgetfulness. If a person forgets a pillar from the pillars of the prayer, then that raka 
becomes null and void, they have to bring back that pillar from the pillars of the prayer. And as some of the ulema, they mentioned, the bringing back the pillar that was missed is by bringing back the entirety of the unit of prayer, the entirety of the rakah. Naam, the entirety of the rakah. So you have to bring the entirety of the rakah. And then, because you add it to the prayer, things that were not from the prayer, right? Because you, did, because you brought an incomplete unit of prayer. Then you make the two prostrations of forgetfulness. Not because you had to, not, not because yeah, it's making up for the pillar that was missed. No, the pillar that was missed is made up because you bring it again. You have to yeah, complete it by bringing it. But the two prostrations, then at the end of the prayer, they are because you add it to the prayer unintentionally aspects that were not from the prayer. And that will be the, yeah, the, the, the portion of the rakat that you brought, save the pillar that you missed. Naam? That, does, 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 uh, that make sense? Does that make sense? Naam? But, so, if you miss a pillar, you have to bring the pillar. You have, you have to go back and you have to do it. Whereas, the obligatory aspects of the prayer, if you mistakenly miss them, then the two prostrations of forgiveness will suffice and will make up for you missing them. And that distinction right there will let us understand the difference between a pillar and between an obligatory aspect and affair of the prayer. Naam? So again, let me reiterate. The difference between a pillar of the prayer and an obligatory aspect of the prayer is that if you miss a pillar of the prayer, you have to go back and do it. You have to go back and do it. Whereas the obligatory aspects and affairs of the prayer, if you miss them, you're, re you're not required to go back and bring them because the two prostrations of forgetfulness at the end of the prayer will suffice. So if you miss an obligatory aspect of the prayer, then you have to bring the two prostrations of forgetfulness and that will suffice. Whereas the pillars, the two prostrations of forgetfulness will not suffice. The Shaykh, he mentions another important point about the, the obligatory aspects of the prayer. And that is, But if a person intentionally misses them, intentionally, they intentionally skip the first tashahud, right? They intentionally abandon Intentionally, not saying that they don't know it yet, they have yet to learn it, like the new Muslim. Now, the new Muslim has yet to learn the, the supplications in certain um, uh, uh, positions, then they are excused because they, they, they don't know. They're still in the process of learning. Intentionally forgetting them is the one who knows them, has the ability to say them, but just decides, for whatever reason, I'm not going to say them. If a person were to do this, if they were to come to Rukur and they just decided, I'm not going to make the supplication in Rukur that we have been taught to make, then their prayer will become null and void. Likewise with sujood, likewise with the takbirat, so on and so forth. Now, so this is why learning uh, about the prayer is important because we want to pray, we want our prayer to count. But the Shaykh goes on, uh, Shaykh Abdul Razak, to go over these eight obligatory aspects and affairs of the prayer, he says, 
والواجب الأول the first obligatory aspect of the prayer جميع التكبيرات غير تكبيرة الإحرام He said they are all of the takbirat, all of the times where we say Allahu Akbar, except for the opening statement of Allahu Akbar that begins the prayer. The Shaykh says, Because we have already taken that, because we have already taken and covered that the opening takbir, then it is a pillar from the pillars of the prayer. وَمَا عَدَّ ذَلِكَ مِنْ تَكْبِرَاتٍ And every other takbirat outside of it, كَالْتَكْبِيرِ uh, Like the takbir and the ruku' Like the takbir uh, uh, in uh, ruku' or going to ruku' وَعِنْدَ uh, السُّجُودِ The takbir going down to prostration وَرَفْعِ مِنْهُ And the takbir when coming up from prostration and that which is similar to it, from the takbirat, from the times in the prayer where we say, Allahu Akbar, kulliha min wajibatu salat. Then they are all from the obligatory aspects of the prayer. وَقَدْ جَاءَ فِي الْحَدِيثِ إِبْنِ مَسْعُودِ رَضِيَ اللَّهُ تَعَلَى عَنْهُ كَانَ رَسُولُ اللَّهِ صَلَّى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وَسَلَّمُ يُكَبِّرُ فِي كُلِّ خَفْضٍ وَرَفْعٍ There comes in a hadith, of Abdullah ibn Mas'ud radiyallahu ta'ala anhu and that which is collected by Imam Ahmed in his Musnad and Imam Al-Turmadhi and Imam Nisa'i and Sahahahu Al-Albani in Al-Irwa that the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam he will say Allahu Akbar every time he went down and came up in the prayer. So every time he changed positions in the prayer, going down, either going down or going up, then he will make the takbir. So the first obligatory aspect of the prayer, naam, and for those who are listening, the listeners and the viewers, I would like you to write them down. Okay? If you don't have the book to read along, then I want you to write them down, inshallah ta'ala. The first one is all of the takbirat except for which takbir? Except for which one? Naam. Except for the opening takbir. Because the opening takbir, it is not from the obligatory aspects of the prayer, but rather it is from what? Naam. But rather it is from the pillars of the prayer. Every other takbir in the prayer. Every other time in the prayer where we say Allahu Akbar. Because takbir is what? Takbir is to say Allahu Akbar. So every time in the prayer that we say Allahu Akbar, except for the first time that we say it to begin the prayer, then they are from what? Naam, they are from the obligatory aspects of the prayer. So now, number two and number three. We took one, all of the takbirat except for the first takbir. Now, number two and number three. Number two and number three. Then they are, قول, the statement, The statement that Allah hears, meaning He answers the dua of those who praise Him. This is to be said by the Imam and by the one who is praying by themselves. The Imam and the one who was praying by themselves, then they are to say, Sami'a Allahu liman hamida. 
Now, and this is what? Number two. This is two. Number three, the third obligatory aspect of the prayer is the statement, Rabbana walakal hamd. O our Lord, for you is the praise. And this statement is said by who? It's said, Likulli. For everyone, everyone says this. Naam, the Imam, the one praying by themselves, and the one following the Imam. Now, you have some difference of opinion of the ulama. Naam, you have from the ulama those who say that everybody is to say, Going back to the second obligatory aspect of the prayer, that everyone is to say this. Whether you are praying by yourself, or you're the Imam, or if you're praying behind the Imam, everybody is to say it. Naam. And then you have from the ulama those who say that it is only to be said by the Imam and the one praying by themselves. Naam. As was the opinion of Sheikh bin Baz. Naam. Others from the ulama, like Sheikh al-Bani, have the opinion that everyone is to say it. Everyone is to say it. Okay? But the third obligatory aspect of the prayer, the statement, Rabbana walakal hamd, that, O oh, my Lord, unto you was all of the praise, then Imam bin Baz, both Imam bin Baz and Imam al-Bani, they agree that what everyone is to say this. Everyone is to say this. Whether you are leading the prayer, or you're praying by yourself, or you're following the Imam in the prayer, everyone is to say this. Everyone. Naam. Fal Imam, the Sheikh, Sheikh Abdul Razak, he mentions, he says, Fal Imam yaqul, Allahu liman hamida, wa man yusalli, munfaridan, indama yarfa' that the Imam, when he is praying, leading the people in the prayer, he says, And the one who prays by themselves, then they say, when they raise up from Rukur, from the bowing position, Remember, these are for those early men who say that only the Imam and those praying by themselves say it. Others from the ulama, like Sheikh Al-Bani, his opinion is that what? Who says it? Just these two? Or everyone? Hmm? Sheikh Al-Bani, his opinion is that what? Is that everyone says it. Everyone says it. Naam? But, the Sheikh, he says, وَجَمِيعُهُمْ And all of them, الْإِمَامْ وَالْمَأْمُومُ وَالْمُنْفَرِدُ he said, in all of them, the Imam, the one who is being led in the prayer, the one leading the prayer, the one being led in the prayer, and the one praying alone by themselves, يقولون, all of them, they will say, all of them will say, after coming up completely standing after Rukur, then all of them are to say, what? This is to see if you're paying attention. Then all of them, they are to say, what? Rabbana walakal hamd. Then everybody's to say, Rabbana walakal hamd. Naam. And Sheikh bin Baz, he, yani, this was his opinion that everyone is to say it. And also, 
who, who, who else's opinion was it that everyone is to say it? Also, what was mentioned in class, Sheikh Al-Libani, Rahimahumullahu Ta'ala, may Allah Ta'ala have mercy upon both of them, both of our our and Imams, Imam bin Baz and Imam Al-Libani, Rahimahumullahu Ta'ala. Right. Uh, the Shaykh mentions Shaykh Abdul Razak, he says, وَقَدْ جَاءَ فِي الْحَدِيثِ أَبِي هُرَيْرَةِ رَضِيَ اللَّهُ تَعَلَىٰ عَنْهُ فِي ذِكْرِ صُفَ الصَّلَاةِ النَّبِيِّ That there comes in the hadith of Abu Huraira رَضِيَ اللَّهُ تَعَلَىٰ عَنْهُ where he uh, describes the um, the prayer of the Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم أَنَّهُ صَلَاةُ اللَّهِ وَالسَّلَامُهُ عَلَيْهِ يَقُولْ سَمِعَ اللَّهُ لِمَنْ وأيضاً في الحديث أبي هريرة رضي الله تعالى عنه ثم يقول ربنا ولك الحمد وفي بعض وفي بعض الروايات نعم اللهم ربنا ولك الحمد. The the Sheikh mentions that there comes in a hadith of Abu Huraira رضي الله تعالى عنه where he was describing the prayer of the Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم that the Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم when he was rising from Rukur, when he was rising from the bowing position, uh, setting his back aright, setting his back to be straight, and all the bones in the vertebrae returning back to their place, and all the bones returning back to the, uh, where, where they were previous to going to the bowing position, that the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam he used to say, "Semiyallahu liman hamida," that Allah hears. And Allah answers, meaning Allah hears, meaning that Allah answers the dua, the supplications of those who praise him. That he will make this statement when rising from Rukur. There also comes in a hadith of Abu Hurairah that once the Prophet ﷺ had risen from the bowing position and completed coming all the way up from the bowing position, then he will say, Rabbana walakal hamd. Then he will say, uh, Oh my Lord, what the translated means, Oh my Lord, and to you belongs all of the praise. And it comes in some of the narrations of this hadith, a variation of wording, and which is a variation of what could be said. Nam, because when we come up, uh, like in other positions, yani, there are different supplications that are um, narrated on the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Nam, so it's good for us to learn all of them, all of the variations all of the different supplications that could be said, and that, and then we use them interchangeably. So sometimes we'll say this one, and sometimes we'll say that one, as the Prophet ﷺ used to say all of them. So we should also try to say all of them. And that is done by what? By sometimes saying this one, and then sometimes saying that one. So another variation, after you are completely standing, is to say, Allahumma Rabbana walakal hamd. Allahumma Rabbana walakal hamd. Naam. That, O oh Allah, accept it, my Lord, verily, hears those who praise Him. Naam. This is uh, asking Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to accept the dua. With ma'na, and the Shaykh mentions, and the meaning, Allah liman hamida, that Allah hears, which uh, literally means Allah hears those who praise Him. He says, A. Istajaba tabarak wa ta'ala, meaning that Allah He answers, that Allah answers the dua. And it is understood that Allah Ta'ala He answers the dua of those who what who praise Him because Allah Ta'ala He hears the dua of those who praise Him and those who don't praise Him. 
Allah Ta'ala, he hears everything. He's the all-hearer. Naam. But what is meant by Sami'a here is answers, istajaba. Naam. So those who don't praise Allah Ta'ala, then this is a this is a means by way in which their dua will be rejected. Whereas those who praise Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, then this is from the means to get your supplication answered. So what is meant here by Sami'a, then it means istajaba, istajaba, that Allah He answers the dua of those who praise Him. Naam Allah Ta'ala He answers the dua, the Shaykh he says, that he answers the dua of his slave who praises his Lord uh, subhanahu wa ta'ala. Uh, he said because sami'a yani sami here did it mean sami'a here it means the, yani, um, the hearing of answering or or yani, simply put in English Hearing here means answers. Now he answers the supplication of those who praise him. So that was the second and the third obligatory aspects of the prayer. The fourth and fifth obligatory aspects of the prayer. The Shaykh he mentions Al Wajibu Rabir Wal Khamis Min Wajibatu Salah the fourth and the fifth obligatory aspects from the obligatory aspects of the prayer قول, then they are the statement subhana rabbi al-azim fil-ruku' wal-qawl subhana rabbi al-a'la fil-sujood then they are the statement subhana rabbi al-azim that glory be unto my lord the most great and this is said when we are in the bowing position, which is called Rukur, the bowing position, when we are bowing and our backs are like straight like this and we're in our hands on our knees and we're bowing, this position is called Rukur, Rukur. And when we are there, from the obligatory aspects of the prayer is that we make the supplication, Subhana Rabbi Al-Azim. And when we are prostrating, from the obligatory aspects of the prayer is that we say subhana rabbi al-a'la that glory be unto my lord the most high al-a'la the most high Naam. because allah subhanahu wa ta'ala he is the most high allah ta'ala he is above his throne separate from his creation as Allah Ta'ala has informed us of this fact inside of the Quran, where Allah Ta'ala he says, Ar-Rahman al-Arshistawa, and the Most High is above the throne. The Most High, then He is above His throne. Naam. He is above the throne, He's above creation in a manner befitting His Majesty, Subhanahu wa Ta'ala. But, Shaykh says, going back to the fourth and the fifth um, obligatory aspects of the prayer, the Shaykh says, وَقَدْ جَاءَ فِي الْحَدِيثِ حُذَيْفَةِ رَضِيَ اللَّهُ تَعَلَى عَنْهُ قَالْ كَانَ رَسُولُ اللَّهِ صلى الله عليه وسلم يَقُولْ فِي الرُّكُوعِ He said that the Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم he used to say when he was bowing in the prayer سُبْحَانَ رَبِّيَ الْعَظِيمِ That all praise, uh, you know, glory, I'm sorry, that glory be to my Lord, the, the most great. نعم. وَفِي الرِّوَايَةِ يعني, uh, عفوا, وَفِي السُجُودِ and when he was in the prostration position, 
that the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam used to say, Subhana Rabbi al-A'la, that when he was prostrating, and the prostrating position is called sujood. Now, the prostrations in the prayer they now called sujood. Now, right. So when he was in the position of prostrating, then the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam used to say, Subhana Rabbi al-A'la, that glory to my Lord, the Most High. وَقَالَ عَلَيْهِ الصَّلَاةُ وَالسَّلَامُ And the Prophet sallallahu alayhi salatu wassalam يعني فَأَمَّا نعم وَقَالَ عَلَيْهِ الصَّلَاةُ وَالسَّلَامُ فَأَمَّا الرُّكُوعُ فَعَظَّمُوا فَأَمَّا الرُّكُوعُ فَعَظِّمُوا فِيهِ الرَّبِّ The Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam he said and in the position of bowing then Glorify and magnify the praise of your Lord in the position of bowing in Rukur. Glorify and magnify the praise of your Lord. And from glorifying and magnifying the praise of our Lord, of the Lord, is to say, Subhana Rabbi Al Azim, that glory to my Lord, the most great glory. To my, to my Lord, the most great. That this is from what? This is from praising Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and glorifying Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Naam. Wa kathalik. And also, uh, and also from praising Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala inside of rukur is another variation of a supplication that could be said. Naam. Uh, is another variation of a supplication that we can say and we can add on when we're inside of the Rukur. Subhana, uh, subhana bil Jabarut wal Malakut wal Kibriyat wal Kibriyat, Afwan wal Azama. Naam. Is that we will say, as it has been firmly reported and authentically reported on the Prophet, وسلم, that when he was in the Rukur, that he used to say this, yani fi and also fi sujood. That he will also say this dua in sujood. So this is something that we could add to the rukur and to the sujood. When we're in the position of bowing and in the position of prostrating, then we can add and we can say Subhanalladhi or Subhanadhi Jabarut wal Malakut wal Kabriya wal Kibriya wal Azama, which means Glory be unto you, uh, glory be unto you, O Allah, and the 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 master, yani, or the inam, the master of power and of dominion and sovereignty and majesty and greatness. Naam, that we glorify Allah Taala, saying, "Glory be unto you, O Allah, the master of power, of dominion and sovereignty." Majesty and greatness. Now, this is what this is uh, proclaiming and announcing and praising Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. This is praising Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And again, it's been authentically reported that this uh, used to be said by the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam in both rukur and in sujood. And play. Sixth, the sixth obligatory aspect of the prayer, qawl. Is a statement, Rabbi Ghfirli, 
Bain of Sajidatayn. And the sixth obligatory aspect of the prayer is the statement, O oh my Lord, forgive me. And this is said between the two prostrations. This is said between the two prostrations. When we're sitting between the two prostrations, then one is to say, Rabbil firli, O my Lord, forgive me. Naam. And just as a um, side point and for clarity's sake, each of these supplications, that in which we say in Rukur and in Sujood, and likewise the ulama they mentioned between the Sajdatain, then we should say them three times. We should say them three times. Naam. So when we're in Rukur, we should say, Subhana Rabbi al Azim. Subhana Rabbi al Azim. Subhana Rabbi al Azim. At least three times. When we're in the prostrating position, then we are to say, Subhana Rabbi al A'la. Subhana Rabbi al A'la. Subhana Rabbi al A'la. Three times. Between the two prostrations, we are to say, At least what? Three times. Is what the ulama they mention. And then again, if a person would like to add in Rukur, in Sujood, when they are bowing and when they are prostrating, if they would like to add, Subhana Dil Jabarut Wal Malakut. If they want to add that, then they can add that. And that's good. And we should, inshallah ta'ala, from what from time to time we should we should add it, inshallah ta'ala. So between the two prostrations where we're sitting, then we are to say, Rabbil Firli, O my Lord, forgive me. Naam Kamajaf al Hadith Hudaifa, Rabbiullahu ta'ala anhu, and then Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam kana yaqulu bayna sajdatain, Rabbil Firli, Rabbil Firli. As it has come in the narration of Hudayfa, uh, as it come in the narration of Hudayfa, radiallahu ta'ala anhu, that the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he used to say between the two prostrations, Rabbi ghfirli, Rabbi ghfirli. Oh, my Lord, forgive me. Oh, my Lord, forgive me. And as aforementioned, you have from the ulama, those who say that this should be said uh, three times. Right. Seventh and eighth, the seventh and eighth obligatory affairs from the prayer is a tashahud and awwal is the first tashahud now the first tashahud that it will be in a prayer that has in it two tashahud now so the first tashahud is called the first tashahud because what there's a second tashahud now it's called the first tashahud because there's a second tashahud so this will be the first tashahud inside of Dhuhr, inside of asr inside of Maghrib, and inside of Aisha. And each of those, then that is the one that is from the obligatory aspects of the prayer. So if we stand up and we forgot, then we have to make the two prostrations at the conclusion of the prayer because we forgot to say the first tashahud. And the second tashahud, then that is from what? The pillars of the prayer. So if that is forgotten, then what? A person has to, he has to bring it. He has, he has, he has to go back and he has to Bring it. Naam. Now, what about Fajr? The Tashahud in Fajr. Is that from the Wajibat or is that from the Arkan? The Tashahud in Fajr. Is it from the Wajibat or is it from the Arkan? Hmm. It is from the 
the arkan because in fajr there's only that's the only tashahud there's no other tashahud inside of fajr so that tashahud in fajr then this is from the arkan if a person forgets it he can't make he cannot make the two prostrations and then that will make up for it no but rather he has to what he has to go back and he has to say it he has to go back and he has to he has to say it but the sheikh he mentions he says السابع والثامن التشهد الأول والجلوس له that seven and eight is the first تشهد and sitting for it the first تشهد and the sitting for it then this is seven and eight so the seventh is the first تشهد eight is sitting for it نعم لحديث due to the hadith due to the hadith of the Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم إذا قعدتم في كل ركعتين فقولوا التحيات لله that when you sit between every two units of prayer when you sit between every two units of prayer then you are to say the tashahud then you are to say the tashahud وللحديث and also due to the hadith أن رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم قام في صلاة الظهر وعليه جلوس that the Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم he stood up in صلاة الظهر when he was supposed to remain sitting and say the تشهد نعم فلما أتم صلاته سجد سجدتين and when he finished his prayer he made two prostrations the two prostrations of what of forgiveness نعم he made the two prostrations of forgiveness. Now, why did the Prophet ﷺ make the two prostrations of forgiveness? And secondly, what do we benefit in the fact that the Prophet ﷺ made the two prostrations of forgiveness? Why did he make the two prostrations of forgiveness? Because he stood up and he didn't make the first tashahud. He forgot. صلى الله عليه وسلم نعم طيب so this is why he made it this is why he made it what do we benefit from that what do we benefit from that we benefit from that that the fact that he did not go back and do it the fact that he did not go back and do it and that he made the two prostrations of forgiveness only we benefit from that that this is an indication and this is how we know that that first tashahud is from the obligatory aspects of the prayer because remember we went over in the beginning of the class that the obligatory aspects of the prayer if you forget them then you bring the two prostrations of forgiveness and that will make up for them on the contrary when it comes to the pillars of the prayer if you forget a pillar from the pillars of the prayer, you have to go back and you have to do it. The two prostrations of forgiveness will not make up for it. Naam? So the fact that the Prophet Sallallahu he went and he made the two prostrations of the prayer, the Shaykh, he says, And this is a proof that the first tashahud is a obligatory aspect from the obligatory aspects of the prayer. وَأَنَّهُ لَيْسَ بِرُكِنْ And that it is not a pillar of the prayer. لِأَنَّ الْوَاجِبْ هُوَ الَّذِي 
Because the obligatory aspects of the prayer, if they are missed, then they are those that require that we have to make two prostrations of forgiveness. But as far as the pillars of the prayer, but the obligatory aspects of the prayer, if you forget them, then that will ruin the prayer. The prayer will not count. So if you forget the obligatory aspects of the prayer and you don't go back and do them, excuse me, let me let me rephrase. So if you forget the pillar of a prayer, if you forget a pillar from the prayer and you don't go back and do it, then your prayer does not count. So if a person forgets a pillar from the prayer and then at the end of the prayer, they make the two prostrations of forgetfulness. Will their prayer count? No, the prayer will not count because the pillars of the prayer, if you forget them, you have to go back and do them. You can't, they're not made up by the two prostrations. The two prostrations, they only make up an obligatory aspect that is missed. An obligatory aspect that you forgot to do, then the two prostrations of forgiveness will make up for it. And, and then the Sheikh, he goes on, to get into the next uh, chapter where he gets into where Imam bin Bazi he gets into the uh, Tashahud and benefits taken from the Tashahud and all of these lessons are lessons that we all have to know now every Muslim has to know them and we are to you know, busy ourselves with learning and benefiting ourselves with those things in which we have to know. And I encourage everyone, ta'ala, to be very diligent in learning the different supplications of the prayer, to be very diligent in learning the tashahud, be very diligent in learning those things that they have to know and to busy themselves with the likes of that. But ta'ala, we will save that discussion until the next class فنكتفي بهذا القدر صلى الله عليه وسلم على نبينا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين وجزاكم الله خيرا